Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday. It's Something. a good Friday, Edwin. I hope so. I hope so. Well, we'll find out in a minute, won't we? We will. We will. I mean, <laughs> Lord <it's> always... <laughs> willing is what we learned this week. It'll it's... be a good Friday. Psalm 39. All right. I'm going to just jump into that before let's... we get in trouble. Let's do that. <laughs> Psalm 39. I'm going to read from the Net Bible today, the New English Translation. Psalm 39. For the music director, Jejuthun, a Psalm of David. I decided I will watch what I say and make sure I do not sin with my tongue. I will put a muzzle over my mouth while in the presence of an evil man. I was stone silent. I held back the urge to speak. My frustration grew. My anxiety intensified. As I thought about it, I became impatient. Finally, I spoke these words. Oh, Lord, help me understand my mortality and the brevity of life. Let me realize how quickly my life will pass. Look, you make my days short-lived and my lifespan is nothing from your perspective. Surely all people, even those who seem secure, are nothing but vapor. Surely people go through life as mere ghosts. Surely they accumulate worthless wealth without knowing who will eventually haul it away. But now, O Lord, upon what am I relying? You are my only hope. Deliver me from all my sins of rebellion. Do not make me the object of fools' insults. I am silent and cannot open my mouth because of what you have done. Please stop wounding me. You've almost beaten me to death. You severely discipline people for their sins. Like a moth, you slowly devour their strength. Surely all people are a mere vapor. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for help. Do not ignore my sobbing, for I am dependent on you, like one residing outside his native land. I'm at your mercy, just as all my ancestors were. Turn your angry gaze away from me so I can be happy before I pass away. You know, you were asking yesterday, what does sojourner mean? And uh, that Net Bible skipped the word, but just gave a great definition for it. One residing outside their native land. Mm, yeah. And that was well handled. That was well handled. And because I'm residing outside my native land, I am at your mercy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything I have is from you. It's all your mercy. It's all grace. It's not. It's not me. Granted, of course... In the real sense, had they been living in their native land, it would still have been all God. And that's David's point, because David is living in his native land, and he's still a sojourner. It's all God's. He's asking for help. It's all God's. And he's looking at God in hope. You're my only hope. We, we talked, um, it might have been a first conversation this week, because I was like, this seems like a lot of wisdom. And you said, well, some people see lament here, too. Mm-hmm. We talked yeah, about that. Yeah, and, uh, and particularly from the lament vain, I guess, he's turning to God in this psalm. Yes. He's looking to God in hope. They call it a lament because he's decrying some problem that's going on in this psalm. He knows that it's somehow connected to his sin. Yeah. But he goes to God with in tears, mourning mm-hmm. and lamenting and saying, do something about this, please. Yeah. yeah. So what I enjoy about our Friday conversations is we come to these psalms And we look for Jesus, and we talk about Jesus as he is revealed to us or taught to us in the Psalms. Sometimes we find some specific quotations that appear in the New Testament uh, referring to the Lord, sometimes more 
concepts, broad strokes. Sometimes it's just rereading it through the lens of Jesus. Now that now that he has lived and died and been buried and resurrected, mm-hmm. we come back and read and say, oh, oh, yeah. I, that's it's it's not foretelling. It's not like here's this thing I'm looking for, so I know who the Messiah is. But oh wait, now I know this this is this is referring to Messiah. Yeah, this is referring to Christ. And certainly the Lord knew about brevity of life uh, as He walked the earth and was tempted all points as are we, yet without sin. Uh, he dies about thirty three years old. He's buried. He rises again. That is a brief life. That's a bit younger than you and I are now. Well, that's a lot younger. Than one of us. So you've got that brevity of life, but then then this hope. We need a Savior. We need a Lord. We need a hope. And I believe it's Jesus Christ. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? You know, if we just stopped there and we were all just trying to think theologically and said, well, okay, what was David waiting for? I mean, truly, ultimately, Mm -hmm. I think probably every one of us would come to the conclusion, well, we know what he was waiting for. He's waiting for the true anointed of Mm -hmm. the Lord. He's Mm -hmm. waiting for the complete fulfillment of Mm -hmm. all of God's promises to him about the one he's going to sit on the throne yeah, he he doesn't know. I'm gonna store up. I'm gonna store up wealth, and I'm gonna give it to somebody. And for all I know, they're gonna be a fool. Right. But I do know that I have a descendant. We've got this from other Psalms. We've got this from the covenant in Second yeah. Samuel chapter seven. Yeah. That there is somebody that God is gonna set on my throne. What am I really waiting for? I know what he's waiting for. He's waiting for Jesus. Mm. And when I recognize that, and I keep reading, my hope is in you. Mm-hmm. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the scorn of the fool. Well, what is it that Messiah will do? What is it that Christ will do when he comes into the world? He will deliver his people from transgression. Absolutely. Absolutely. And deliver them from reproach. So when I think about the hope that we find in Jesus, um, I'm led to think of the New Testament. And and, and here's where I am. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> wow. The book of 1 Peter in the New Testament, here's the connection that I'm that I'm making, that I'm seeing, is that he's asking a question or raises a question about hope. And my hope is in you. What do I wait for? And in 1 Peter chapter 3, in verse 15, as Christians, we are told to be prepared, that we are going to be asked by a world around us for the reason that is, for the hope that is within us, and to be able to give an answer for the reason for the hope that is with us, and that with gentleness, and that with fear. Okay, so I know before the mics went hot, you said, man, Edwin, this makes me think of some things in First Peter. I didn't even think of that passage when you said that. I was like, okay, well, if you want to talk about it, bring it up. But here we get asked, what is the reason for your hope? And yeah, in in First Peter, in my in our day and age, I think sometimes we we take that question as very light, as very nonchalant. So okay, so tell me, what are you hoping? Yeah. But what Peter's talking about is here are people who are withstanding mocking, mm-hmm. persecution, and yet they're still hanging on. Yeah, there's there's a government that's opposed to them. They might actually even be a slave of a master who is awful. They might be a wife of a husband who's terrible, but they're hanging on and they're continuing just to serve the Lord faithfully. And it's those kind of things that cause folks to say, what is up with you? I mean, if I were in that situation, I'd blow that off. I'd be all about rebelling against that. I'd be all about divorcing that. I'd be all about getting out of that. Why are you hanging on to that? 
what is your hope? What are you waiting for? Yeah, and as Peter is talking to these Christians, he actually calls them pilgrims. They're talked to as pilgrims and sojourners, okay, in this letter, in this epistle, uh, which is this word that David is keyed in on here. And so we can see ourselves in Psalm 39 as Christians, these connections in 1 Peter. What is the hope? How are you going to respond to that? And in Peter, it is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter, I mean, really, that, that's the reason for our hope. It's not 12 courses in apologetics. It gets back to, quite simply, Jesus Christ, his death, and his resurrection. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are born again or begotten again to this living hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We want to testify uh, to, to that. And our role in that today is going to be showing them in the scriptures this certified testimony of the apostles who witnessed the risen Lord in verse 13 of the first chapter. In verse 13, Therefore, Christians, gird up the loins of your mind to be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you be holy. Again, I think about life is short, it's brief. How are we supposed to live? We're supposed to live holy. But why? Because of this tremendous grace in Jesus Christ and the hope tied to his resurrection, that he's going to come back and he's going to deliver us. Hey, I'm just listening. This is well, this, this is fantastic. Do you have more? I do. Tell me yeah, more. As we Tell keep me more. going on, in the... I, that that was that was the signal. I'm done. Uh, do you want to say anything, Edwin? No, I want to hear more. That was the signal. All right, because I'll just keep going. All right. So tell me more. As I keep going, First Peter, and in verse 21, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. What's the reason for my hope? The reason for my hope, of course, is God, but God because of what he has done in Christ, who died for us and then who rose again. Now, doesn't that tie back to Psalm 39? Because as he's making his psalm to Yahweh, the hope was going to be in God, God. and in Yahweh that Help he's me, going Yahweh. to do You're this. You're my only That's hope. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, and give ear to my cry. So we've got a situation where persecution is one, which might prompt people to question. But, you know, even uh, question, you know, the hope that's in you. And I think a lot of times when we when we read that question, First Peter 3, and rightly so because of the context of the letter, we think, well, these people were bearing up well under persecution, and that's going to cause a Gentile world, a bunch of haters to ask, why do you do that? Why do you continue on? But come at it another way. Just in simply contemplating the brevity of life, why do you believe what you believe? Why do you pursue this worldview and this code and this lifestyle and this treatment? What's your hope? Again, it's the resurrection of Christ and an understanding that I'm a pilgrim here and now. I'm a sojourner here and now. I'm going home to heaven. That gets us back to the conversation we had about where we're heaping up treasures. It does. What's my hope? He, David says there in Psalm 39, what's the point of all this turmoil 
of heaping up these treasures here. We don't even know who's going to use those next. Yeah. And so Psalm 39 is interesting because it ends with this statement that almost seems like there's not a belief in afterlife. There's not a belief in resurrection. Hey, Hmm. turn your gaze away from me. The net Bible said, turn your angry gaze. I think trying to get the the point across. He said, so that, so that I can have some happiness before I'm gone. And I'm just, I just no longer exist. So, so there Hmm. is some of that, which takes us back to this business about, I don't know who's going to have this after I'm gone. Yeah. And so if, if you don't have a full picture of what's coming next, the only thing that is enduring is whatever I leave behind, mm. and I'm leaving it behind to people I don't know what they're going to do with it. Now, yeah. I think there's other things in the Psalms, and even this Psalm, that demonstrate there was an understanding. I know in Ecclesiastes, there is an understanding that something is coming next. Yeah, but, but you Ecclesiastes says the soul goes back to God who gave it, yeah. the body to the dust. You can understand, and talks about, I know it's going to be well with those who fear the Lord, even after talking about they're both going to die young. Yeah, I know it's going to be well with those who fear the Lord. So we know that there's something coming, but in, in that kind of mindset, the only lasting legacy does become, what do I leave behind? So what's my hope? My hope is God. My hope is God that you're yeah. going to do something. My hope is that you're going to care for me. My hope is that you're providing something. And we see that hope fulfilled in the New Testament. There was a lot of misunderstanding about it. But as we get to the New Testament, that progressive revelation, of there is more, there is a kingdom and it's an eternal kingdom. And it's not a kingdom that's just here in this world. No, it's not. And the Lord reigns over an eternal kingdom and a spiritual kingdom. That's part of the glory of Messiah and what he instituted with his death on the cross and the glory of his resurrection. So what am I hoping for? I'm hoping for resurrection because Jesus was resurrected. Amen. That there is he our is. hope. Yeah. He's in Psalm 39. <laughs> tremendous. Tremendous. If you'd like to know more about the resurrection of Christ and having that hope yourself, we'd love to help you with it and study the scriptures with you, send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you that because of Jesus, we are people of hope, born to hope, a clear reason for our hope in Christ. We thank you for this psalm, Psalm 39, which reminds us again that we're not here for a while, very long, but uh, a little while. And we want to use those days that you give us to number them, to redeem them for your glory. We thank you for Jesus and the gospel, which assures us that there are better things to come. And we trust you, Father, that you will lead us home to be with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.